Uh, we're in James 1 today, and if uh, you know, when we're here last week, uh, we get to endure trials of every kind, and we're supposed to have joy in those. Uh, God tells us that. That's the what. Uh, this week, we're going to be in the how. And, and unfortunately, most of the time when we experience trials and frustrations, uh, we, we, we have a hard time navigating between joy and woe. Kind of, there, there's this inseparable dynamic between joy and woe. Uh, it's as if we're looking uh, on the backside of a, of a tapestry or a beautiful rug. Uh, and, and if you ever thought, you know, even our wonderful rug under the drum kit today, uh, you, you look at that and it's pretty and it's got an exquisite shape to it and, and pattern. And if you look on the backside, you can tell there's a pattern, there's something to it but you can't quite make it out. And, and this side of heaven, we're never going to see the front half of the tapestry. We only get to see through sort of a glass, uh, ha, you know, a dim glass or the back side of a tapestry. And, and James is helping us here uh, as we look through his book to help us understand how we navigate uh, when we don't see the full picture, when we don't see everything. How do we live life uh, with an authentic faith, trusting in him, believing in him? How do we live life with the right perspective? He says to count it all joy when we experience trials. Well, how in the world do I do that? Well, James 1 verse 5 gives us one answer to that question. So if you got a Bible, verse 5 says this of James 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. If you lack wisdom, uh, that word probably should be when, because we all have times when we lack wisdom, when we need an answer, when we need help, uh, when we need to discover something new, when we need to have a decision in one direction or another. We all need it. Sometimes we don't need wisdom because we have it. We, we know which way to go. We know what the answer should be. We know what step to take. But there's times in life when we need wisdom, when we're experiencing a trial of various kinds, we need wisdom on how to express and experience joy. Because wisdom is, is better than knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge is information, right? It's good, but wisdom is how we apply that, how we put that in emotion. Someone once said, knowledge is taking apart Wisdom is putting back together. I don't know if you've ever had something, a clock or a machine or something in your, in your house and you've taken it apart and then you're like, oh, great. 
Because you have to put it back together. Putting it back together is the hard part. Taking it apart is easy. Often it just requires a hammer. Um, and it works. Like you can take it apart. Putting it back together is wisdom. That's what God does for us. God is the infinite supply of wisdom. He has an infinite ability to discern right from wrong, good from evil, the right step for you and me to take, and the wrong steps to avoid. He's perfect at putting things together. He's perfect at putting our broken lives together and making them whole. And he desires to walk alongside you and me and wherever we lack wisdom, he wants to give it to us. And he gives us wisdom without finding fault. That's one of the greatest things. That, that's wonderful. That, that's, that's a blessing in itself that God gives us wisdom. He, he speaks to us. He wants us to hear from him. He wants us to speak to him, to ask him, to call on him. And he will give us wisdom without finding fault, which is very different than you and me oftentimes. Because often when people come to us for advice, they're usually at their lowest point. Usually they've made three bad decisions and finally they're coming to you. And your natural response to them is say, why didn't you come to me three decisions ago and I would have given you some good wisdom and you wouldn't be in this mess. That's how we give wisdom. We give wisdom like, I gave you a brain, use it. That's the kind of wisdom we give. Students, I know your parents have never said that to you. We might even say, what have you done to deserve my advice? Hmm. We're conditional with our wisdom. Or maybe you've had a friend or a, a, a colleague or maybe a family member and you gave them wisdom time and time and time again. And here they are two months later, still messing it up still making bad decisions, still poor choices, and you're like, I gave you wisdom two months ago, you're at your quota. I'm done. I, I'm not telling you anymore. Because you, what have you done with what I've given you? Nothing. You've ignored it. You've pushed it to the side. You've thought you had a better way. Or maybe we're like this. After we give wisdom and someone actually takes it. Wow, amazing. And they carry out and they make a, a wise choice. On the backside, we're like, hey, where's our thank you? Like, we want credit for it. Like, hey, I did that for you. Where's my thank you? God doesn't operate that way. He gives generously, without reproach, without finding fault. And so when you and I are in a position where we need wisdom, there's only one requirement, ask. Ask God, go to him. Lord, I need direction, I need your help, I need to see the right path, help me see which way to go, what step to take. And when he speaks to you, when he gives you that wisdom, receive that wisdom by faith. That's how we get wisdom, by faith. Not, not because we're so smart, we've got it calculated, we've got it figured out, or we asked enough of the right people who said all the same things. No, we receive wisdom by faith. He shows us that first step and, and we take that first step by faith. 
and we keep walking by faith as he shows us step after step after step. Our problem is we want the end game at the very beginning. We want the end result. We want the full tapestry right now. But God doesn't operate that you, like that usually. Because he knows that if he gave us every answer, we would abandon him. We'd walk away because now we've got it all figured out. And guess, oh boy, I'm smart enough to handle this on my own. I don't need you anymore, Lord. And God so wants a relationship with you and me. He so loves us that he wants to protect us from becoming too lofty, too highly, as he uses this weird illustration about rich people and poor people to help us see that. We have to take that wisdom by faith. And if you don't, if you don't have the faith to receive that wisdom, it's like you're tossed about. He use that illustration that you're tossed about like a wave. I think about that show Deadliest Catch and those, those fishermen, those big boats just crashing down on the waves, things going everywhere. I, I, I think about uh, riding in our old 2001 F-250 over a speed bump. If you want to be tossed about, just come ride with us for a minute. I'll take you around town over some speed bumps. You'll be tossed to and fro. Have you ever been on a jet ski? If you haven't, I, I would invite all of you to just take a trip, and you'll know what this passage means immediately if you're not the driver. Go on a jet ski and be the passenger. You'll understand what tossed about means. Double-minded, unstable in all your ways. But that's the image here, that when you and I don't live by faith, when we don't ask God by faith, we're tossed about to and from, like, like, like in the waves, like in the middle of a hurricane, unstable. And in those moments, you should not suppose to receive anything from God. That's harsh. Did you catch that? When you and I don't live by faith, when we don't trust fully that God has wisdom for us, we should suppose to have God do nothing for us. Whew, that might change my perspective a little bit on how I live out my faith, how I ask for wisdom. I want to receive wisdom by faith, but I do so. I do so because I have one hope and one hope only. I hope in the Lord. And that's where James has this little like weird illustration kind of smacked in the middle of this about a poor man who should be exalted and a rich man who should made humble. Because if you and I want to be people of wisdom, we have to mimic that. We have to understand the humility of what it means to live out life, that we are frail, incapable of doing all that we want to do. We have a need, and so my hope is in him and him alone. My hope is in Jesus. So not only do I receive hope by faith, or receive wisdom by faith, all my words are getting twisted. Uh, I receive wisdom because my hope is in him. Because those that have it all, those that have it all don't need him. They don't need to ask because they've got it all. 
They've got it figured out. They have prestige, power. They have a place in society. They have money or possessions that they think, oh, this will solve any issue I face. The lowly, the poor, no, they are the ones to be exalted and righteous because they understand fully they only have one hope, and it's Jesus. And so they're going to pursue him. They're going to go after him. They're going to seek him for wisdom. And so just as a reminder today, kind of a modern day example of this, for us in the 21st century, like social status fades. It fades. I, I think about how long all of us will be here 70, 80, 90 years. That's it. Your possessions, your prestige, how many likes and follows you have, that'll be gone tomorrow. Tomorrow. And the rich person, the rich person counts on all those things. But the lowly, they put their hope in Jesus. They put their hope in Jesus. And so when you find yourself in a place where you need help, you need wisdom, come humbly before the Lord and ask because he's going to give generously. And every time he gives you an answer, I want to remind you of this, students particularly, God never gives you an answer. He never gives you a piece of wisdom that contradicts his word, ever. It never contradicts his character, ever. So if you, if you hear someone say, well, I prayed about it, and they're about to make a very bad decision that contradicts God's word or his character, they were praying to the wrong God. Because his wisdom never contradicts his word or his character. And so if you're struggling, if you're hurting, if you need a, a, an answer, if you don't know which way to go, maybe there's all these great things are happening. You're trying to choose the best. Let me encourage you, go to his word. Now there's not going to be the exact situation probably that you're facing but the principles of God's word will speak to you. And so trust them. You know how I know that? Because he's true and right. And his word doesn't fade. And there's something unique about listening to the Lord. There's this one word at the beginning of verse 12, blessed. There's something about being in the right position before the Lord that matters. And, and that's what James is getting. There, there's, there's a blessing that comes when you and I position ourselves correctly before the Lord, when we ask him for wisdom, when we receive that wisdom by faith and not get tossed around by the chaos of this world, double-minded in all things. I, I think about those uh, you know, those inflatable things that, you know, they just do this in front of a brand new store. Like, that's tossed about to me. Like, it's crazy. And I, yes, I'm like 12 feet tall, so like a giant floaty. Hey, hey, make fun of the pastor day. Um, that's every day. But, but I think about what it means to, to be blessed because I've positioned myself correctly. 
And this last thing that James says about this, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Our love for God, our love for God allows us to rest, to be in a place of blessing. It allows us to rest no matter the circumstance. Even when I don't have the wisdom I need, I can trust in him because I'm pursuing a love relationship with my heavenly father. And so I'm in a place of blessing even when I feel like the wind is coming at me in all directions. I can stand strong, steadfast, enduring. And I know that God will give me the, the answer in the moment that I need it to walk the right way. I know that he'll give me the right answer so that one day, 70, 80, 90 years from now, one day I'll stand perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's the crown of life. That's the crown of life. One day, we're going to stand perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. And because of my love for him, I can endure the chaos, the goofiness, the weirdness, the nonsense of today. And I can endure those trials because I know that my God is with me. And he gives me wisdom in those moments. And so I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him each and every moment because I know that I'm going to experience the eternal blessing of God, not just the blessing of the moment. No, eternal blessing forever, for all time. These 70 or 80, 90 years, a blip on eternity. And I get to experience that because of my love for him. I've put my trust in Jesus. And so I'm blessed. I'm strong. I'm wise. Because I know he's better. His way is better. His name is better. He has something better for me. He has something better for me on this side of my trial and on the other side of my trial. Something better. Because Jesus is better. And so I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to put my hope in him. I'm going to ask him for wisdom when I need it. And I'm going to believe without doubting that he's going to answer me so that I'm not tossed around like everybody else in this world who's up and down and all around based on how many people like or promote what they say on social media. No. I've got the one, the king of kings, to give me wisdom and hope and assurance and endurance and a crown of life. So I'm going to trust in the better way, the way of Jesus. And I'm going to love him with all of who I am, with all of my breath, all of my life. I'm going to love him because I want to receive that crown of life. I want to live a life of wisdom. I want to endure. That's my prayer for you. They would love him so that you would be blessed 
and endure and receive the crown of life. Will you pray with me?